Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, to Thee, Master, Savior, Master, Savior, Standing on the 
bless us here today. We ask you to help us, Lord. Bless us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Today, I'm going to share with you a very, very, very important uh, key, being led by the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. And I want you to really take note of what the Lord, I believe, is going to speak to you, is going to bless you with. Amen. I am sharing out of my book, The Art of Hearing. Today is an opportunity. How many do not have this book yet? Give me a wave. You do not have one. Well, there is a sale. Today is the birthday of the Vision Bookshop. Happy birthday, Vision Bookshop. And uh, they are having a special sale. 30% one-third of the price of all the books and the tapes. One-third of the price is off. Is that not powerful? 30% is one-third of the price. So if it was... Uh, Whatever, you take 30%. It's algebra or mathematics or arithmetic. I don't know. What is it? Two-thirds. Is it JSS? Where do you learn? Fractions. Tell somebody, help me, Jesus. All right? So this is a very powerful book, and I want you to join us as we are blessed by it. Amen. Now, today I'm really going to uh, go through many of the chapters with you. Um, 12 kinds of voices that every Christian should know about. Is that not so? Now all of you must get this book by next Sunday. Otherwise I won't preach. When I come and you don't have it, I won't preach. Take me serious. We'll just sing songs till closing time. Then we go home. So make sure you have it and bring it to church. There are many voices which are speaking to us all the time. Amen. The voice of your flesh, your body, that is your feelings. The voice of your spirit, which is like your conscience. The voice of your mind, which is like reason. Reason. Are you there? The voice of reasoning. If this, then that. Because of this, then it means this. If not this, then that. Because of this, this, and that. This must be the case. Because of that, that, and that, those must be the case. Not so always. And you may have the voice of reasoning saying something, but the voice of the Spirit will say something else. Is that not so? Hello, hello. Are you still around? Are you there? All right. Then also, we have the voice of circumstances. Circumstances are directing you, telling you which way to go, what to do, where to go and it's like well this is what is happening and uh, and uh, by, by virtue of the circumstances this is one of the things that I want to do another thing that could be a voice to you is the voice of the people a lot of people are saying you know many people are saying this and many people are saying that and everybody says this everybody says you should marry him and everybody says you should marry her and everybody says you should be married when you don't want to be married and many people are saying you should have a child and you don't want to have a child and everybody says you should uh, travel and you don't want to travel and everybody says you should do that and many people are saying a lot of people are saying and everyone thinks that's the voice of the people it's not necessarily right the people were always wrong when they murmured against Moses and it was the majority and it was the masses and they were wrong they were wrong all the time they were wrong all the 15 times they complained against Moses they were wrong and that attempted coup d'etats and attempted revolution, attempted turning back to Egypt, they were always wrong. And in retrospect, when we sit back, we look, we see that they were wrong. We know they were wrong. It's easy for us to see, but when they were there, they didn't see it. Because a lot of people were doing it, so it looked right. So it's not always that everybody is doing that. That doesn't mean that it's right. So the voice of the people, a voice of the circumstance, the voice of... Uh, uh, um, your parents. Many of us are really, really influenced by our parents. But you see, there's, the Bible says, oh, honor your parents in the Lord. I believe we must honor our parents. And, uh, but there are times you have parents who are not in the Lord. Now, if Rahab was your mother, she's your mother, but she's a prostitute. And, and, and sometimes we, we need to be able to see that, look, this parent I have is an unbeliever. She's my parent, but she's an unbeliever. 
Look, let me tell you, you, you ladies, there are some of you, your mothers would really encourage you to have certain relationships. Some mothers, not all mothers, some mothers. When they see seven boys coming around and they see a man picking you and you come back home and you seem to have money and you give her some of the money, help me, Jesus. <laughs> and, it, and it seems as though you are... Uh, he's, he's taking you to London and, and you have some mothers who wouldn't open their mouths and the car is dropping you at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and midnight and they see their daughter in new dress. They don't ask, where did you get this dress from? In this house, we don't have money to buy such dresses. How did you get these shoes? Hey, what kind of perfume is that? Hey, where do you get this perfume from? Where do you get this? Even underwear, panties. You are wearing some new latest panties. Help me, Jesus. There are certain mothers who would even say, give me one of your panties. <laughs> and they wouldn't say, you are not going out anymore. This house, the gate closes at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Any activity after 8 is not acceptable in this house. The only place you are going is church and home. There are some mothers who wouldn't ask you where you went. There are some parents who would advise you. How old are you now? Say, say what? 30 what? Okay, find a nice man and have a child with him. It's not something that I'm dreaming about. I've seen it before. Live. They will advise you. Just have a child with somebody. Just have a child with somebody. You, you will not be lonely. Just find a nice handsome guy. Cheerful Charles. Charming Charlie. Cheerful Charles. Ricky Z. Just have a child with somebody so that as you grow, you have somebody to be encouraging you. They wouldn't even mind if your boyfriend comes to the house and in the morning they would wake up and they would serve you and the boyfriend with breakfast. And they would, they would serve you and say, oh, Jumping Jonathan has come. Let Jumping Jonathan uh, sit your eye. Jumping Joe at the same. Oh, it's a long time since we saw you. And what's happening? And you don't mind that your daughter is not married to this man. And he seems to have access to her. And there are parents like that. So I'm trying to say that sometimes the influence of your parents is not a godly influence. Not always, but sometimes there are parents like that. So that is why you must also know the Lord. So that the Lord's influence or God's influence is word. If your parents' influence is now contrary to the influence of the word of God, then you have to reject your parents' influence and accept the influence of the word of God. But that is different from you want to get married to this person and your parents don't like it. That's, I'm not, that's, that's a different thing. So we, we don't want this man. We don't want him. And you have decided and you are determined to marry this man. I said they also say they don't want. That's a different thing. You don't have to say, yeah, the Lord has spoken and the Lord has... Your parents are your parents and they say they don't want you to marry to this Ricky Z. So you just leave him. Or not that you just leave him, but I mean, it's a very important thing because you also need your parents' blessing. So you either negotiate your way into it or out of it. But you don't just say, the Lord has spoken. I was in church the other day and then the pastor pointed to me and said to me, I'll see you be married by November. And so into because of that, I'm seeing certain movings and presence of the Lord. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. That's a different thing. But I'm talking about when your parents are now telling you to do bad things. And they won't say it directly. They will make a way. Available Araba, where are you from? Oh, mommy, I went out. Okay. Don't cancel it next time, okay? 1 a.m., you will ask your daughter where she's going. 18 years old. She looks so beautiful. Juicy Josephine. <laughs> you, 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 you wouldn't even ask where your, your daughter has come from you don't mind 1am, 2am maybe sometimes she comes in the morning and she's asleep even at 11 o'clock in the morning you know Charlie, be careful so brothers and sisters I believe that we need to have godly not always that the voice of your parents is the voice that you need to follow amen other important voices that you will experience in your life that you need to know about the voice of your friends that's a very strong voice our friends really 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 influence us you see a group of girls and one gets married another one gets married all the group in that all the girls in that group want to get married and they want to marry now because all my friends are married 
Sweet Susie is married. Freaky Frida is married. Available Alberta is married. Juicy Josephine is married. And now you too. Slappy J, you want to get married. But you must not always follow the influence of your friends. Your friends are not always right. The voice of your spouse. Your husband can be very wrong. And your wife can also be very wrong. I just give you two examples. One day, Eve was very wrong. Her husband was called Dr. Adam. They used to live at a certain place called Garden of Eden. And one day they were in Garden of Eden and Eve had gone herself into a lot of problems. And she came along. And when she came and she saw Adam, and Adam looked very cool. And Adam hadn't gotten himself into that problem. So she came to talk to Adam and said, you know, Darling Adam, I've seen a certain beautiful thing that I think from the vision that I've seen you have, I think you will enjoy it. It's called a beautiful fruit. Will you eat some? I've eaten some and look at me. Nothing has happened to me. Okay. Everything's okay with me. Will you eat some? Adam, 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 Adam. Adam, Adam, will you eat some? Adam had it eaten, you know? And Eve had eaten. But she went to her husband. Adam, what is wrong with you? Adam, Adam, are you hungry? I've got something nice for you. Fruits are good. Vitamins, a lot of vitamins. Vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. Adam, you need vitamins. You are looking pale, Adam. You are looking pale. I've got some vitamins for you. Before she realized, she had given vitamins to Adam. <laughs> and Adam too went and took the vitamins. Help me, Jesus. And here we are today struggling. So it's not always that your wife is right. Uh, 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 uh. It's not always that your wife is right. Safira, her husband told her, look, when you go to church and see these pastors, a lot of them, there are a lot of problems, especially with their motivation. Motivation is usually for money with pastors. They will say something, 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 evangelism is about actually the important is money, they are after money. So when you sell the land where we go, okay, eh? when you go, you say that you got a 2.5, but you and I know that we got 8.3. Who went first, Ananas or Safara? Ananas. And he told the pastor, I've got a 2.5 million that we are bringing to it. This was the flight that we got at the earlier stage, and then this is what we are bringing. And he was dead. The wife also came and followed that bad plan. Abigail wouldn't have followed that plan. I said, Abigail wouldn't have followed that plan. Abigail said, you want to fight against Pastor David? Darling David? Why do you want to fight against darling David? Let's help darling David. Abigail help David. So Safira came and said, Hey, we have uh, had Pastor Peter. Good evening. We have got a spiritual offering for you. This is 2.5 million. It's, it's absolutely appreciable. And we are grateful. To the... Peter just looked at her and said, Why? Why? Look at your husband. is out there. You bury him just now. He goes, <laughs> 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 gone. Solomon. Solomon was a wise man. And when he was young, he was very powerful and anointed and strong. But as time went on, he had married all these different women. So one day, one of the women came and said, Solo, Solo, Solo. <laughs> Solo, if you bow. Then they had a serious argument now. You don't love me because my father's house is our culture. It's a matter of culture. It's not a matter of something that you say your church and my church, but it's love. Love. If you love me, you will do what my family wants. Tell us, I have also doing what your family wants. And Solomon, you see, oh, I don't know that you love me. <laughs> when I was coming from Egypt, my mother told me that I didn't come. I've come from Egypt all to follow you. Uh, what is wrong with you, Elsa? Salome, what is wrong with you? So smiling, Salome, what is wrong with you? Have I not loved you? <laughs> you don't love me. You don't love me. What a nonsense of it. I've come to marry you from far away at Ethiopia. I've brought you all the way from that Ethiopia to this place. You think I don't love What I didn't do, what I've given you house, car, this, that, that. What do you want again? <laughs> my, 
My mother told me I shouldn't come. I knew that I was going to die. I've come. What is it that you want me to do? Just when we, when we are doing our cultural also celebrations, just join it. I mean, just even pretend, even if you don't believe, just when we are passing by, because everybody's husband is doing it. Everybody's husband comes with their, with their wife. I'm the only one who comes in alone. <laughs> My family don't want to come. <laughs> Look, I'm, ti I'm tired of this. Uh, where's my secretary? Write a new proverb. It is better to live. Write it. Uh, my secretary, come. Uh, love it. Yes. Write a new proverb. It is better to live in a desert than in a large house with a brawling woman. Have you got that one? And then write another one. A continuous dropping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Call me, uh, call me that woman. Salome, come. Yes, yes, Salome. Look, I'll come with you on uh, Saturday, okay? But that's the first and last. It means so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Solomon is now moving with Salome. Um, uh -huh. Where is the place? I want everybody to say that I also have cancer and I'm also somebody. Yes. What should I do? When we read it, everybody do what everybody is doing. Do what everybody is doing. Just don't do anything. Just go. Everybody bow to bow. He bows. Let's go in. Um, we are going to give you this one. It's called uh, something, something, take place, something, 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 take place, something, 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 something. something. We will sprinkle. There's nothing. It's nothing. We just sprinkle snow one, and then it means nothing. That's all. Everybody sprinkle. Everybody's husband does it. I don't know why you. You are very difficult. You see, a lot of people they are not married to. They don't know what I go through in the house. They see you very quiet and about fun, but. Anyway, you say you will come here, so I don't want to talk again. But in fact, you are difficult man. Eh, you are quiet but stubborn, very stubborn man. Everybody sprinkle. Just take one and then sprinkle. Sprinkle. Solo, take it. Solo, sprinkle. Sprinkle. Okay. Darling, solo. <laughs> oh, God, I thank you for your blessings. It's not always that your husband is right or your wife is right. Too. Sometimes you need to be very strong when you are married to know that this is right and this is not correct. Help me, Jesus. Amen. All right. I've not yet started my um, sermon. Okay. So you need all these kind of voices. You need to know about them. The voice of the prophet. The voice of the mind. Now, the next thing. Christians should know about the voice of the mind. Is that not so? I'm just going through the things we've, we've gone through. Is that not so? You must know about the voice of your mind, reasoning. The mind is a great asset. You must think. Amen. But you must not let your mind and your thinking take over from the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen. The voice of your flesh. Your flesh is like your feelings. Now let me tell you, everybody here, how many have ever heard your, fl your flesh saying, I feel like sleeping. Ah. If you've ever heard your flesh say, I, I, I want to sleep now, raise up your hand, raise your hand. You will not hear it in a, like, something talking, but you, you'll be there. <laughs> Some of you have been in the church service, you see, on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> And one of the ways that your, voice, your flesh also does your... <gasps> How many have ever heard your flesh say, I, I want to eat. Oh, give me some food. Ah, please. How many have ever heard your flesh saying that? How many have been fasting and your flesh has suggested the idea of breaking your fast before? 
the flesh shouted loud. It's enough of this fasting. We are tired of this fasting. Look at your, how many have ever looked in the mirror and your flesh told you, have you seen what you've done to yourself? And then your mind will also join in and say, yeah, and you are the one who said you wanted a beloved. Do you think you will get a beloved by looking like a scarecrow? If you want to have a beloved, you must have some flesh. You think fasting for 21 days is going to make you beautiful? You may fast, but when the beloved sees you, he'll run. Run, baby, run. Let me tell you, a real person, he can see through the bones. You don't marry somebody because the person is bony or skinny. Some of you, if you had seen me in my earlier days, you would have said, what is skin and bones today? You'll be surprised what it will turn out tomorrow. Never, let me tell you something. The voice of your flesh will say, yeah, marry this person because he's handsome. He's beautiful. She's beautiful. Ah, sweet Susie. Freaky freak. Ah, exciting Evelyn. She's fresh. Fresh Francisca. She may be fresh. She may be exciting. But she may have HIV too. <laughs> Mercy, brother. That's what we need. <laughs> she may be exciting. She may be fresh. But she's also full of HIV. Full, loaded, teeming. Every juice from her body has HIV. Swimming in it. Every fluid in her mouth and other places is teeming with HIV. Saying, give me somebody to kill. You just touch it. I've seen it before. So your flesh may say, she's exciting. She's fresh. Your flesh may say, no, she's too bony. I don't like bony. I don't like bony ever and girls. Because bony girls, you'll fill the bones and then the bones will be tricking you when you are, I mean. <laughs> Look, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. What do you see as bony today? Some people, they look very slim. See, that's also another thing. What do you see as bony today? Just... A little marriage and a little establishment, you see a pot belly is coming forth. And what you see as very slim today, just one child, you will never see that shape and size again, ever again till you die. Me, I'm the type that I look after myself because I value, I value the way I appear. That's what some of you may say, but some of you know, sometimes you don't know how the weight comes. Of course, everybody who is overweight eats a lot. That one is a standard rule. But you also need to eat to keep that large size of tissue awake and alive. So it's a, a feedback. It's a negative, it's a vicious cycle. You are fat. You need more food to keep you going. So it's like how to keep denying yourself. So it's not easy. So you, you go by physical You'll be surprised that what you thought was nice will not be. So your flesh. How many have ever been at a prayer meeting and your flesh said, when is he going to close this prayer meeting? How many have been at a prayer meeting where your flesh said, what is the time? What is the time? What is the time? Give me a wave of it if you've ever heard your flesh saying, what is the time? That's the voice of your flesh. But you don't follow your flesh. How many have ever been there where your flesh said, you can, you can have sex with this Man or this woman, give me a wave. I know I'm raising on one hand, your faces and your mouths. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. God is looking for honest people in the church. Your flesh may say, Yes, do it. It's good, it feels good. Ah, freaky Frida, Woo. like Delilah, Samson, Samson, yes, Samson. Yes. And Samson too is following them. Delilah, I miss you. Delilah, it's been a long time. I've been thinking about you. Delilah, where did you go? What? Shepherds, what? Shepherds come. I see. Delilah, I've been calling your mobile. I've been calling. It's always been switched off. Your flesh is leading you. Delilah, can I come over this evening? Delilah. It's so nice. When you answered the phone, I was so happy. <laughs> Delilah. The mobile is out of coverage area. Mobile is out of coverage. Switched off. I had out of. But when you answered, <laughs> Delilah. Delilah. People have become quiet. You are now afraid. Delilah. I miss you so much. 
I've been thinking about you, Delilah. Delilah, you know my wife has traveled. I'm lonely. Delilah, you know my beloved has gone to America. Let's have an understanding. Your flesh. How many flesh has talked to you like that before, since you were born? If you like close your eyes so that nobody will see you. Close your own eyes and then you raise your hand. And then you don't see yourself and nobody also sees you. Amen. So your flesh. Flesh is powerful. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. How many have been lonely before? I just want somebody to talk to me. Give me a wave if you've been lonely before. I just want somebody nice to talk to. And I want somebody to tell me something nice. I like it when people say nice things to me. I like it. I like it. When you say I'm beautiful, I know I'm not, but I like it. I miss you. I know it's not true, but I like it. How many like it? So that when people say something to you, you enjoy it. Okay, keep looking at me like that with those eyes. <laughs> Today I'm not preaching, I'm just showing you. I'm just, there's only one verse I want to show you, and it is in Mark. That's the only verse I'm going to read. And when I read that, then we are done. But I just want to show you all this. The Holy Spirit, when He speaks to you, voice of the Holy Spirit, He may speak to your spirit, He may speak to your soul. When He, he may speak to your mind, when He's speaking to your soul or your mind, you, you, you. You hear it like a direct thought coming into your mind. When he speaks to your spirit, it's like something you become assured of. When he speaks to your body, you hear it with your ears. When he speaks to your spirit, you, you, that's what we call the inner witness. Everybody say the inner witness. How many remember about the inner witness? I talked to you about the inner witness. Amen. All these things are wonderful. The next one is peace, the umpire. God will speak to you. One of the things that you use to guide yourself is peace. Peace. Peace, the umpire. Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The Holy Spirit will speak. The Holy Spirit is real. Uh, Pastor, me, I'm waiting for uh, these angels to appear. Because when angels speak loud and clear, rarely do those things happen. And even when they happen, after they happen, you wonder whether it was real. If you read the beginning of Rejoiner's book on the final quest, he says that a few hours after his revelation, he begins to wonder whether it was real. It becomes so hazy, he begins to doubt whether it was a real experience. That's why sometimes God said, write down. Now, God speaks to all of us. Jerry, are you listening to me? God speaks to all of us. Now, the thing about all this, which is what I'm coming to today, is all these are nice theories. Spirit speaking, voice of God, angel, voice of the spirit, this, this, that, your mind. What we need is to correlate what we are reading in the book and in the Bible to our real life and to be able to say that this thing is an inner witness. This thing is the voice of the Holy Spirit to my mind. This thing is the voice of the flesh. That link is where the theory meets the practical. And that is the difference between those who go ahead with God and those who just keep hearing teachings and never really advance in God. Is that connection that, that thing that we read about, this is it. And that's why I'm reading from Mark chapter 1, just one verse. Are you with me? The gospel of Mark. Oh, did I say Mark? Sorry, John. One chapter, John. I don't know why I said Mark. John chapter 1. Are you there? Verse 40. One of the two which had John speak followed him was Andrew, Simon's Peter brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted for Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Dreams, doors, guided path. All these things are in the Bible and they are in the books. How to bring it to the reality. Verse 41. He first finds his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon of Jonah, the son of Jonah, that shall be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Verse 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee. And he findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethany, Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Now notice that a lot of relatives were in the thing together. James and John were brothers. And they were two close, very close people to Jesus. So 
you can be there and your brother or your sister can be very close and they can all do the work of God. The fact that you are from one family doesn't mean that one is enough. They can be very close from a family or from a particular place who become very high and very key. Peter, James, and John. James and John were brothers. Even their mother, the wife of Zebedee, she came to see Jesus about the position of James and John in heaven. To tell her that, look, the two of her, the two of my sons, I want them to have... And even though she was saying that, Jesus was already treating James and John differently. And you see their books are in the Bible. James, John, Peter. James' book is there. John's books are there. And then Peter. They are relatives completely. So as you see, Jesus was taking... They were families already linked. That's just by the way, for you to be blessed. But verse 45, And Philip findeth Nathaniel, and saith unto him, We have found him, help me, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto him, Come and see. But notice what Philip said unto him. We have found him of whom Moses in the law, the prophets, write, Jesus of Nazareth. That's the end of my message. Right there. Philip said, We have found the one that you've been reading about. You see what you read? You see what you've been reading about? You see the books you've been reading? The Bible you've been reading? We have found. In fact, what he says is that we are now relating something we see on the ground to what we are re reading from the prophets and the laws and all those things. We have connected the two on the ground practically. This is the practical thing that we are seeing. Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph. This is it. Most Christians never connect it. Most Christians never see when God speaks to them in a dream. The dream is there. This is there. That is there. Inner witness, voice of God. God speaking through pastor. God speaking through the whatever. They never are able to say, this thing that I'm experiencing is that thing that Bishop was preaching about. Right? That's it. Exactly. We have found him. We can relate this person we are seeing to what we read in the prophets and Moses. And this is, this is it. To, up till today, I saw on a quiz on Ghana TV, which country does not celebrate 25th December as a public holiday? Switzerland, Greece, Norway, Israel, South Africa. Which of these countries? Israel does not accept 25th of December as a public holiday because they do not, they have never, and they do not accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God. He came to his own. He made the world. He was in the world. The world knew him not. They never related the two. They, the prophecies are there. They can't relate it that this is that thing. This is that. We have found him. I am standing here because I have believed there are certain things that I have had. I believe that this thing that I feel is that thing. I found what I'm reading about. Is, this is what I have. When we say anointing, there's a time when you must be able to say, I have this is the anointing. This thing I'm feeling is called anointing. This is it. We have found it. We have found it. Tell somebody we found it. We found it. You must start to find things in the Bible in your daily life. It must, you must find it in your day. Otherwise, you are, the preaching is of you, no use to you. Voice of the Holy Spirit, where is it in your life? You better find it in your practical life. There's no point in reading about it in the Bible. It's all just history and theory. But you must find it. Philip found the thing that he read in the prophets and Moses and the manuals and all those, he found one practically they said, we have found that which we have read in the prophets and the more practically this is it here live that I am experiencing practically. Some of you would never honor me as a man of God or as a pastor. You would never sow a seed in my life because even though you read it in the Bible in theory that you know, as you honor God's servant, God will honor you. So unto him that teacheth in all things, back unto him in good things. Although you read all those, you are never able to relate what you are reading. You know, like when the Bible says that that widow who was very poor, she had nothing. She took her last oil and she brought it and she sowed it into the life of... You, you can't relate to it because you can't be able to see the Elijah in your life. Or the man of God, God has sent. You can't, you, you are not able to link it. That this man of God thing, that there's one happening life in your life. You, you are never able to connect the two. So it's so much of the Bible is theory to you. Everything is theory, theory, theory. 
voice of the of God, voice of this, this of that, that of that, this and that, God will speak to you, this and that and so on. But you can't link the two. When we preach humility, link it. Link it that we have found, if we're talking about humility, you must be able to say we have found pride in our lives. We found it and we are dealing with it. But when you can't find it, what they are preaching about, what you are reading about, then the thing is of no use to you. You must be able to find it. I believe that I have had visions before. In fact, not that I believe, I have. I believe that I have miracles in my life. Miracles, healings, anointing. I believe I'm heavily anointed. I believe that I'm called. What is calling? So there's something that I'm, I have. I now say that this, I have found it. That calling, this is it. Mikalo da sanderima, ramilo sandre pashande lamakobo. What is that? This, I have found Tongues, what I read in 1 Corinthians 14, what I read in Acts 2 4, out of the Abelisha or uh, uh, John 7, out of the Abelisha, four rivers of limo, this big of the spirit. This is a Rama Loso Bralala Cabro. This one you hear, Namaloso This thing that you hear is the tongues that you read in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, all the way down. That thing is that we have found it. I have found it. I believe it. I have found it. You have to believe that. You have to get, otherwise you will never experience God. You must always get to a place where you say, this is it. This is, I, I believe I'm anointed. I believe I'm called. I believe I'm supposed to do what I'm doing. I believe God has sent me. I believe there are angels with me. I believe in the visions I have. I believe in the leadings that I have. I believe in the callings that I see God calling. I say I have found it. What have you found, my sister? That is what is going to differentiate you. That's why some of us are, will seem to be blessed and some will never seem to tap in. Because even when we are healed, we can't receive the healing. But when the healing is there, we can't say, this is a healing. When there's a call, you can't say, this is a call. Because you can never accept that it's called call. God is speaking to you, you never accept God is speaking. Said, I went to church, there was a sermon. There was a sermon in the church. What did they preach about? They preached about out of hearing. The pastor said everybody should buy his book. We've, we've gone and we've come. That's all. You can never hear God speaking and connect the thing and say, we have found him, the son of God. Jesus Christ, of Joseph, Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph. Never. I want God to speak to me in a dream. That's why I said, look, me, I've been in my room. I, I almost ran out. I was sitting on a chair like this. I almost ran. I didn't have anywhere to run. When the presence of God came in, I have seen the presence of God before. Because it's something that I believe. And I mean, what is it? It is it. That is it. I found it. And what else do you want me to say? Sometimes some of you don't understand. When they say, all oh, those who can feel the presence of God, you lift up your hand and you are wondering that, ah. Sir, presence of God, he, I am not feeling it. I, what do they feel that they say is the presence of God? Come down, brother, and be like Philip and be able to say, we have found it. That's why some of you can't marry. Because when a suitable husband comes, you look at it and say, which school did you go to? When a good person comes, you start. Who is your father? You are from where? That's why you can't marry. And even when the day comes when you go and bring what you have been doing some so many I I, I, hear, I felt God I was not sure this this that for a long time then when you finally bring you say ah, for 20 years we have waited is that what you have also brought for us we have found it that's why a man who can say to a woman and say I have decided to marry it's a very respectable man because he can say I found it and stop looking. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. A young man, Stana, how old are you? Huh? 26. 26 years old. He has located one of the sisters and he has married her at the age of 26. Are, are you married? Married. Huh? I just came from Akuse this morning. From your honeymoon? Yeah, Batu. Batu of his honeymoon. So, he's had two honeymoons. I'll send you on part three. Amen. I have also found one. We have found it. We have found it. Why is it that you, you can't seem to find anything? Why can't you find anything in your life? You can't find the call of God. You can't find a good church. You can't find a good pastor. 
I don't like Bishop Edward no, because every time we go to church, he's talking about doing the work of God. Okay. I don't like Dr. Altabo because when I go to the, the, the church, he's preaching about, uh, uh, what is he talking about? Liberation of um, uh, something. Uh, something, something, something. I don't like Bishop Lacamilla because every time he's shouting, he's very, very, very strong. I don't know. I don't like uh, this uh, man as. Uh, What's the uh, Reverend uh, uh, Sam Crunchy and Crab? Something, something, Jehovah, 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 something, something. Jehovah. I don't like him. He said, You can't find a church. You can't find a pastor. You can't find a husband. You can't find a wife. What is wrong with you? Even in the church, you can't join any department. When you join this pastor, I don't like the choir director. You see, he's very proud. When he's, he waves, when he's talking to us, you see that his, his right hand will wave and his left hand will wave. And that's because I don't like such things at all. Somebody who's talking, don't wave your hand. <laughs> I, I don't want to join. I don't want to join the usher because they're all small, small boys, and you know, I, I see them and I say, oh, yeah, I can't join. I don't want to join the fellowship of businessmen because when I went for the fellowship of businessmen, I realized that even though they say they are fellowship of businessmen, I couldn't see any businessman amongst them. I, I don't want to join Lighthouse Chapel International because I can't come to church at Kole. What's up? Kole? What? Kole? Kole what? Kole Godot. You can't join. You can't marry. You can't do anything. You can't find something. You must be able to say, I have found I have an inner witness. Ah, are you sure? Yes, I have peace of God in my heart. You must be able to talk about that. Why don't you ever find peace? Why, why is that you there? You never find peace about anything. You never seem to be led about anything. Never does God... Ever, I heard the voice of God speaking to my mind. Certainly, and I knew that God was... Yes, that is it. But I'm not sure. If, if be sure. Start to be sure about something. Try something. Connect it. Connect it. I feel that God wants to me to be full-time in ministry, but I, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. What is God saying to you? I like it, but I don't, I don't like it. I want it, but uh, I'm not sure. Should I go to England? Should I go to Ghana? Should I go to America? I feel the leader of God to come to Ghana. So come to Ghana. Come to Ghana. I'm not sure. Find, you see, you must connect, correlate. That thing that he was talking about, the voice of God, something, voice of the flesh, uh, it's, that is what's happening. Is it your flesh that is leading you? One day I was fasting, and the Lord told me to stop. And of course, my, my flesh was saying, you see, I told you. I told you that what you were doing was not necessary. But it was the Lord who told me to stop, stop the fast. But you see, then you have to begin to know. So, how, how, so Bishop, how do you know that? The Lord told you to stop the fast. Uh-huh. Because I found it. I am relating what's something that's happening to me practically with what I'm reading and what I'm seeing. But I can have it. I can relate it to this is that thing. That thing I read is this thing. That thing I read, I perceive. Remember when I was preaching, Paul said, I perceive. I perceive. You have to be able to relate that thing to your personal life. The feeling that I'm having now is something, I think this is the I perceive. Yeah, I found it. I'm going to walk by that thing. I perceive that this and that and that. I found it. What I read in the prophets, what I read in the law, what I read in this, that uh, vision. What did you say? I saw something. Yeah, yeah. Believe it. Why don't you believe in anything? How come I'm here? Do you think God has ever appeared to me live like that? Thing and Jesus telling me myself, like Kenneth Hagin, you know, where the Lord sent him to be a prophet and to be a whatever. And I walked Kenneth Hagin. And Jesus walked. He was in the hospital on admission, and the, he, the, he heard that no, no, and then the door opened. Crap came in and here Jesus walked in life physically and came and pulled a chair and sat by him and said I've come to talk to you about your ministry and said that well, is the book is in the uh, bookshop I, I believe in visions it's finished I believe in visions he sat down on a chair and started to talk I've come to talk to you about your ministry he had fallen down in church the day before and broke his arm he said the reason why you broke your arm this is the reason why you broke your arm I've called you for this, this, that, and for 12 years you have gone astray. You are doing this and that and that. You are supposed to preach more on this and you are not doing it. And because of that, Satan had a chance. That is how come you fell and broke your arm. But anyway, I've healed your arm. Your doctor will tell you tomorrow that he's very surprised about the healing. Number two, we are going to talk about, I want you to start to talk about this, 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 that. He talked to him about his... I mean, that's what I've been praying for. Leave the chair. That's what I've been praying for. When did he walk into the room and... Dad, come. 
<laughs> when I go to church, I'll tell them, and you'll see how they'll have goose pimples, goose pumps. And then the Lord will sit down and talk to me and tell me, yes, from December, I want you to begin to do this. Next year is going to be a special year. This, this, and that, and that. Avoid this, 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 and that. This, 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 that, that. Talking to me. Then I say, Lord, can I ask you something? Yes! Ask me whatever I want to ask. I'm living in... Lord, uh, uh, which should I ask him? I have so many things I wanted to ask him. Which one will you ask? And then you forget. Can I take it? said, when the Lord appears, you will think you will ask him so many. He said, everything vanishes from your mind. I see that he's gone. Then he said, one day, he, the Lord appeared. Appeared to him like that eight times, physically. <laughs> This is what I've been praying about. Still, I've been following this kind of inner witness, peace, uh, voice of the Holy. This is what I've used. That's all I have. And it's working and it's the Lord as well. If I don't have it in that wild way, I have this one which I can read in the Bible. And when I come to the next chapter, which is spectacular guidance by angels and other things, I will show you four reasons why God will give that to you. If it's not necessary, he won't do it. And it's not necessary, so he won't do it. If it's not necessary, he won't do it. And that's why you must learn these things I'm talking and be able to say, this is Jesus, what I read about. How many want Jesus to appear? Is this not so nice? He was praying for his wife. His wife was sick. His wife was dying. She had, what do you call it? And he came for a prayer meeting. So he was sitting on stage, on the stage. He was sitting on the stage. And everybody was praying. Then suddenly he felt that somebody was standing on the side. When he turned to his wife, Jesus was standing by his side. Jesus told him about his wife. He said, listen, your wife, this, 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 that. He said to her about hospital. Let her go to the hospital. Let her do this, this, this. One, two, three. She's not going to die. She was supposed to die. This, that, that. He explained everything to her and then he just vanished. Another time he appeared to him and said, I've come to teach you about demons. How to deal with demons. Then he showed him a woman who was married to a pastor. And the woman had become possessed with demons. A pastor's wife. When he showed her, then he took him to a vision and showed him where the thing started and how it happened. And then he showed her a vision of how the demon moved. He said, you see her head, glass, the demon entered her head and then he was standing there teaching him. And then the demon came down into her spirit and he showed that now the demon has entered her spirit. And then after that, he showed how the woman cursed her, uh, whatever, rejected God and he showed how the woman died and went to hell. All in the vision. They are teaching you life. But before that, if ever, you and I, we have to flow with one dream be that you have. You are not sure whether you saw a monkey or a goat. The monkey I saw, was it a demon? Like me, sometimes when I'm preaching, I know what people are thinking. Many times I know what people are. How many have ever felt that I, I was preaching your mind inside out? I was saying your mind out. Yeah. You felt happened that before? There are times, sometimes especially this, I've been preaching about Kail and I'm saying there are people saying things as they are saying, and I'm also saying that you are saying this and they are also saying it in their chairs. That I hear about. I know sometimes what is in people's mind. It's supernatural. Bible says, and they, and they perceive that he spoke this parable against them. There are times I speak parables against you and you are perceiving it correctly. Amen. Listen. If we are going to go higher with God, we have to take God seriously. We have to start to relate. I am the pastor that God gave you. You will not meet Elijah on this earth. Did you hear me? You will not meet John the Baptist. He is gone. I am the man of God God has given to you. Yeah? If you don't believe it, go to the next system. I'm still looking for the man of God that God will give me. So I'm going to Gublegob Ministry International. Keep going, sister. You've got to be able one day to find out that say, yes, Reverend Sam Kranchandra is the man of God God has given to my life. Yes, Bishop Ewart Mills is the one. Yes, Bishop, uh, Reverend Otabel is the man God has. Yes, find one. He, there is one. Until you can relate it, your life will always be down. down. That's why I say a lot of you, you don't relate well. Even with me as your man of God. Many of you, you don't sow into my life directly. I'm not talking about giving offerings. You never have an offering and say, yeah, the pastor has to come. I'm telling them to stop that thing. Come and say, it's Bishop's birthday, so everybody should give offering and so on and all that. But I don't need, I don't need all those things. 
I don't need somebody to come and announce to you to tell me that she's better. So everybody should remember so that they will get, give you something, something. Otherwise, when he comes, you'll be annoyed. Have you not noticed when it's my birthday, usually you don't see me? I'm on my way somewhere. There are some places where they celebrate the pastor's birthday. You see, it's the birthday has become a convention. And I don't say there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that that's for me. But I'm saying that many of you, you don't see me as you should see me. You just see me as that half-caste man who was preaching. And he preaches. You don't see as I'm preaching. You should hear God speaking to you directly. And you must be able to say, God has spoken to me. I have heard God speaking to me. You must be able to say. Instead of saying to yourself, when are we closing? It's past time. You should be saying that God has spoken to me. <laughs> Look, I've been in the church longer than you. God has spoken to me today. When I went to Seattle this uh, a few weeks ago, months, God spoke to me and I came back having had God speaking to me. One of the results of what God said to me is all these different prayer meetings that we are now having all the time. It's a result of that. Because when I was there, I felt God leading me. And that's why I'm saying that I felt God, I'm able to bring what I'm talking about in theory to my real practical life. That's how come you see all these prayer meetings, protests and prayer meetings that are going on. It's a new thing we've never had before in the church. In a different way, it is God speak, and I feel God spoke to me, and I started to work with it. Yeah, you see the miracle services that we have. God spoke to me and said, "Do that," and that is what we are doing. So I can relate the theory to my practical life. What about you? What about you? What about you? What about you? When you hear a message on humility, can you get up and say, "God has spoken to me." And not say there was a message on humility today. There was a message on humility. No, there was not a message on humility. God spoke to you. The voice of God spoke to you directly to a man of God. That's how you should speak. And you will find your life will change. There are some of you, God would say to you, humble yourself and be a servant to this that, that man. That's why I'm saying that I know that a lot of you, you don't even obey. There are some of you, God will tell you, because if you are in the church, or you are even a whatever... I mean, God will tell you over and over and over and over again, Elijah, go and follow this Elijah man. When Elijah threw the, this thing on him, when Elijah threw the, he knew what it meant. He knew that this thing is a call. That's what it means. I've been called and I'm going. I know the implication of this thing. And Elijah knew it also. There was no argument. How come you are never able to hear God telling you things? God says to you, pay your tithes from now and I will prosper you. Never, you don't hear. You just come and say, there was a message on tithe. They say we should pray. Every day they say tithe. Every day tithe. Where is God? Does he not tell you? Can you not locate and say, I have found and heard the voice of God. Some of you ladies, God would speak to you and say, pay tithes from today, I will honor you. And you would pay tithes and you find God will bless you and honor you. And he will give you far more, maybe through marriage or through some other means. He will honor you and lift you up so much higher because you are faithful. Some of you, God will tell you, sow a seed into the man of God or honor the man of God. And as you honor, you are honoring me. I will now give you a blessing which you've been praying for that you can't have through another method. But I can tell that many of us, when God speaks, we just discard it. And that is why our lives are the way. Because if you follow the voice of God, you will be rich. You will never be poor. I tell you, he will bless you. He will honor. He said, he, I will set you on high above the nations. You'll be blessed. You will walk in the right way. There are men of God. God has told me, sow seeds in their life. Learn from this man. Honor this man. How come God has never told you anything like that? How come? No, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm asking you a serious question. How come? How come? Oh, you come and sit here, you are just hoping for some kind of blessing. I have bless me again, bless me again. And God is speaking all the time. How come you never, you, 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 you in particular, you never seem to get anything? How come? How come we can preach about the humility a thousand times and you never seem to practically be able to say that God is dealing with me about my prayer? Remember the beginning of this year, we announced it's a year of humility. How come we never seem to be able to? 
follow and know that God has spoken. When they preach and say you should be spiritual, you never seem to be able to think that God is telling you to be spiritual. All that you are thinking is time is gone. Of course, I know time is gone. I said the time for the services. I said the time for the services. I'm preaching. I'll preach again tonight. I'm more tired than you. But sometimes when I even hear that thing that close the service, that I rather say I won't close. Let's all be here. Let's all be here. I will call all those who want to go home to go. All those who want to sleep, make way for them and let them lie down flat like stretcher and sleep in the church. How come you never hear God? God spoke to me and told me that I should join the prayer meeting thing. How come it, it, you've never heard the voice of God? Do you think the Holy Spirit will not tell you something like that? They said they are doing dawn prayer meeting. They said they are doing lunchtime prayer meeting. They said they are doing power time. They said they are fasting on you. How come you, dear, you never hear ever? You are never able to say that. God spoke to me and told me that I should be serious about Tuesday fasting. How come? How come? Become like Philip today. And start to be able to correlate it to that. Look, God has said something to me. You want to go, isn't it? Hear him. If God is... God told me about prayer. God told me about you. What do you think God is going to tell about China, Timbuktu, New York? Come on! He'll tell you about prayer. He spoke to me about prayer. He spoke to me about humility. That's what we are talking about. What are, these are the things that take you higher. How come you never hear anything? Never. About giving. How come you never hear? How come? How come? Because even though he speaks, you are never able to relate and say, this is God's voice talking to me. Lift your hands, everybody. Ask God, Lord, I want the thing to be real to me. I want to find you and correlate the scripture with the reality. Father, we thank you for your word today. In the name of Jesus, bless your name, Lord. Stand to your feet, everybody. Who want to be more like Jesus? want to be a vessel you work through. I be. Listen. Those of you who preach, look at me. One day Jesus went somewhere and there was a sick man. And he, the man was paralyzed. And he said, son, thy sins are forgiven. And he was quiet. And he knew the people were saying in their heads, how do you stay and just say that somebody, your sins are forgiven? And Jesus, you see, if you are a pastor, you know because you can feel, God brings it to your mind. He said, is it easier to say, get up and walk? Or is it easier to say your sins are forgiven? You must now know that the Spirit of God, the Bible says, and he perceived. You must also perceive. The Bible says, and he felt virtue going out. How will you ever feel? You, never, you are never able to relate all these things. They are, they are all so abstract and unrelated to your life. You don't even know what is virtue. It never comes to you. It's time. Lift your hands. Jesus, I want to be more. Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask you to lead us, guide us, strengthen us, Lord. Let us, O oh Lord, be able to say we have found it. We have found him. We have found it. We have found something that we read in the prophets, that we read about, that we heard about, Lord. Help us to find the things we are reading, the things we are hearing. We want to find them. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to church, but in my heart, I know that I don't know Jesus, but please pray with me. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand, and I'm going to pray with you. Lift it up high. God bless you. Lift it, just your right hand up high in the sky. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see all your hands everywhere. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. If you've lifted your hand, come to the front. We are going to pray with you. Come from where you are standing. Upstairs, if you lifted your hand, just come all the way from wherever you are. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. 
wanna be first I want to be born again I, I don't even understand what it means to be born again I want to be more like Jesus just come to the front I want to pray with you more like I wanna be more keep coming quickly please quickly quickly wanna be more I wanna be more like Jesus I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again I don't want to go to hell pastor Please pray with me. Somebody invited me to your church, but deep down in my heart, I know if I die today, if I die tomorrow, if I die the day after, I don't know whether I go to heaven or hell. Please pray for me, Pastor. I want to be more like Jesus. Just close your eyes, lift up your hands and say this prayer with me. Those of you in front of you, just close your eyes, lift your hands up and say, Lord Jesus, today I humble myself and I come to you. Just open your mouth and say, I come to you. Lord Jesus, just as I am, please forgive me for all my sins. Please forgive me for my mistakes. From today, Lord Jesus, I receive you. I receive you, Jesus, as my master and my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, Lord Jesus, I will follow you. I will obey you. I am yours, Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.